Hi, and welcome to Mind the Millennial Gap. My name is Chris, and I'm an elder millennial. And my name is Jillian, and I'm a younger millennial. And together, we discuss topics from our viewpoints across the different ends of millennialism. And we are so happy to have you here with us. Hey, Jeej, how you doing? <gasps> hey, Chris. So good. How are you? I am fabulous. Where are we at today? Today we are in beautiful Airlie Beach in the Whit Sundays in northern Queensland in Australia in the world. That sounded just like your coffee order. <laughs> hey, they've been a lot simpler here. <laughs> and you get a, a chai latte with oat milk. It's not like that uncomplicated. <laughs> true, true. My my uh, my order doesn't sound like an NFL play though. <laughs> yeah. It's the small things in life. <laughs> Happiness, right? All right, why why are we in the Wit Sundays? We are honeymooning in the Wit Sundays. And why here? Because it's beautiful. Because it's wonderful. This is true. It is gorgeous, lovely. I didn't even know this place existed until Jillian introduced me to it. The Great Barrier Reef is nearby, which is kind of why we picked it. Um we yesterday we went out and like got to snorkel and scuba dive in the great barrier reef and just kind of chill in it get a little suntan next to it it was absolutely like a one of it was just an amazing experience so so cool something that's been on my bucket list for a really long time something that when we decided we were coming to australia chris was like let's go see the reef so big day for both of us big day Yes, my, my inner little boy was beyond happy. Uh, definitely wasn't finding Nemo, but wasn't far off from it either. What would you think? Seriously not far off from it. And I think, can I talk about my favorite, favorite thing I saw? Absolutely. Okay. Until yesterday, I did not know that I was a clam girl, but I am such a clam girl. I had no idea clams actually like look like something in The Little Mermaid, and the ones we saw were like psychedelic colored. It was the coolest thing in the entire world. So all about them clams now. Here we go. Clam girl 2022. Yeah, uh, just so much stuff down there, and and scuba diving. Boy. The minute we both came up out of the water, it was, when do you want to get certified? Yes. So they did um, kind of an introductory dive for us. We didn't go very far down. I think it were like 15, 20 feet is what they said. Um, and it just with an instructor with us the whole time um, that was kind of helping us with all of our gear. But it was amazing to be able to just breathe, breathe underwater, like go all the way down, get really close to things. It was incredible. We're definitely going to get scuba certified now. (laughs) Definitely. Okay, so today, uh, I don't think this is going to be the longest uh, episode of a podcast we ever did, but we definitely wanted to cut one uh, after missing last week. Thank you all for your patience with that. The, The timing and jet lag and getting ready for the day kind of took all the time and so while we had aspirations and goals to cut an episode last week uh, we appreciate the patience for those who listen okay today Jillian and I landed on uh, talking about how 
elopements are starting to carve out a little bit wider section of the share for those people who choose marriage as a path in their partnership. And so we just want to give our our take on it, things that we see. Um, we've talked to a handful of people down here about it as well. And so, like, getting into it, Jillian, why is it that, one, we chose to get married, and two, we chose the path of elopement over other paths? I'm just going to start, too, with that stat. Um, so... I found a stat earlier this week. It was by a study done by Healthsburg Diamonds. So, like, I don't know, not Pew Research Center. Um, I'm sure their scientific methods were sound, though. But they said that 91% of millennials who were... Um, who said that they would get married were open to the idea of elopement. 91. It seemed like an absolute, like, super high percentage to me. Um, and maybe that's because of my own kind of views of elopement growing up and kind of what I thought that meant. I thought that was kind of, like, I don't know. It, to me, I think the views of it growing up, what I saw is, like, people who eloped weren't, like, as serious about getting married. Um, we grew up in a really uh, purity culture type culture. Both of us did religion. And it was kind of like, oh, they they just they just want to do the deed a little bit. There was just some stigma associated with it. Um, but when Chris and I decided that marriage was a path forward for us and that was that was a big kind of question mark for us we had explored lots of different avenues we knew we wanted to be together no matter what but we weren't sure if um getting married in a traditional sense was how we wanted to do it we had both been married before and other than kind of some like legal things we didn't see how it, getting married would change our partnership in a meaningful way um we did end up deciding to get married it it's that's a little bit of a longer story and it i'm very happy with our choice here um but from the very get-go before we even decided to get married really we had talked about how um we really wanted our if we were to get married, the day to be very different than a traditional marriage was. Chris, do you want to pick it up from here? Yeah, let me let me go back. Um, I I think TV, movies, media. When I say media, I don't want to say the news at all in this, but just kind of what we're served um, and what we consume. I think elopements to me were, I guess people getting married on a whim in Vegas at the Little White Chapel. Like that that's the that's the view of it to me. And where elopements can be so many different things. I love I I personally love I've driven by the Little White Chapel more than once in Las Vegas. One time I was very lost and then I found myself by the Little White Chapel too. <laughs> um I think that's a wonderful way to go about it. Definitely takes care of everything that you need. Uh, to go that path as, as well if that's what you really, really want. But for for Jillian and I, when we decided that uh, marriage was our path forward, I think immediately after that, I was like, can, 
can it be really small? <laughs> can we, can we not do something big? I, my experience, uh, in, in my first wedding was, I felt like a, a little bit of a puppet and it's funny how you sign yourself up for that. I didn't eat any of the food that I had like painstakingly gone through taste testing and all of those things. And I didn't have a single bite of it at all. Uh, I was, I was interacting with people. I had no clue, uh, that happens, right. Other sides of the family, this, that, and the other. And I just, I didn't want that again. <laughs> and so I wanted, I wanted it to be a little bit more centralized around us and us experiencing what we love to celebrate about life. What were your thoughts in that kind of purview going into just more centrally focused on us? Yeah, um, I think I almost took a little bit of a different approach. I like was like, oh, I got to do the big wedding thing already. Like that was something that I really kind of enjoyed going through the process of making the decisions, putting that all together. I had no desire to do that again. I really, Chris and my relationship, especially being in COVID for a lot of the times, it really was just us for a really long time and producer Ace can never forget him um, for a really long time. And I almost felt like I wanted that to be kind of reflected in anything that we chose to do. Um, just really a continued celebration of who we are as a couple um, and I knew that the people in my life would be really supportive of that and like cheer us on the whole way. So I, I went into it with like no anxiety of being like, okay guys, this is what we're doing. Okay, family, we're getting, we're eloping and this is, this is how it's going to go down. Yeah. Awesome. I, um, and it's really interesting talking to people in the wedding industry down here in Australia, and we'll get to how we landed in Australia here, but talking to people down here, they're like, it's actually picking up quite a bit, or wedding sizes are coming down, but but a lot of people across Australia and those people, vendors that are in the wedding industry are actually noticing the tick up in uh, elopement type ceremonies versus what we all see, what we all celebrate, um, and what we all, if you love it, I can see how it's such a special day for everyone to bring everyone together and celebrate together. But uh, reading a couple of quick articles on this, they were talking about how in the States, um, it's actually a big stress reliever for a lot of perf uh, people to elope and they don't have to take on the multiple, multiple, multiple decisions of putting on a party for just an enormous amount of people that focus around uh, a ceremony of uh, two people coming together. And so I wouldn't say that this trip and our elopement across the world uh, was stress-free, but it provided probably a lower stress level than putting something together like 20 minutes down the road. What would you think? Did you did most of it? Oh, absolutely. I think um, there were some unique stress with this, mostly just because we live halfway across the world and time zones are very different and you can't like run down and like see florals or see anything really fast. Um, but I, I totally agree. And I think without inputs from a bunch of other people like we didn't really have to make a lot of concessions 
um, we really got to people. <laughs> the reaction um, from people down here as we tell them that we elope, it's just so sweet. They're like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Spend your money on yourself. <laughs> like, have have a great time. Enjoy the whole experience. And that's really what I, I felt was, like, because we, um, like, I, th- this was not less expensive than a normal wedding would have been. Like, I I think that is a um, something that actually I read in an article that, like, elopements can be less expensive than weddings. But if you're a destination elopement, they're usually not. And that was the case. But it, it, was, it just kind of shifted the focus from, um, okay, how do we make this big party for everyone to how do we make this a really meaningful experience for ourselves? How do we celebrate our coming together in a way that's super meaningful to us? And that we participate in more than like central figure i felt i felt that for you and i doing this together like no audience no nothing i was like oh my gosh i can like be here yeah. and and do this and i think the beauty of it while we did have i would say a, i'd call it a schedule would you call it would you call it a schedule it was like uh, yeah it, it it was a it was a schedule but um it wasn't we ended up not actually keeping to it very much um so we did kind of have a run of day like an order of events but um it was it was really lovely and our photographer actually posted about it this morning um that the scheduled time that we were supposed to start our ceremony it was still just like a little light outside and so rather than like okay like well it doesn't matter we're gonna do it we were just like oh let's have our picnic first let's enjoy some time together like let's chat let's let's just enjoy and then like we'll get to it when we get to it It, there was no rush there was no after events that had to be um like kept a schedule too it was just it was what works what's going to be the best for us and what makes us happy yeah I think and I think you just landed on something that I wanted to just review really quick like what's best for us I um I can see how in certain circumstances uh people being um I guess not invited (laughs) to to a wedding let alone no one being invited to a wedding comes off as potentially selfish in in a certain light or a certain like lens right but to me and like how i see it it's it's holding your self-interest right what what's truly best for you and not best for all is how we landed on on eloping is really what it was for me did you see it any differently not at all and I'd like to just like shout out my mom in this moment so I called her a few days ago after we had gotten married and my parents were super supportive like everyone in my life was super supportive of this decision um and my mom when I was talking to her she said that somebody kind of mentioned her like oh aren't you sad like because my mom had been like it's the day we're so excited um and somebody had been like aren't you kind of sad that you're not there is this kind of a friend and my mom was like no like we are just absolutely elated that they are doing this exactly how they want and I think um I think yeah there I can absolutely see how people can get hurt 
um, that they weren't part of the day. But to that, I kind of say, like, just like maybe take a second of reflection and see uh, what does that like, what does that point to within you? And and why do you feel like you want to be part of the day? Is it are you holding on to a relationship? Do you feel left out? Do you feel obligated? And is is there if you find yourself in that situation, I would say have an honest talk with the person and just say, hey, this is how this makes me feel. Is there a way we can celebrate together? We can make this meaningful. I think being open on both sides will just help help that go really smoothly. Oh, for sure. And what what I found very interesting as well i i think i joke on here a little bit that it all the the inputs or outputs or the themes anything that affects the the generation which we um are a part of all come back to the internet (laughs) and how the internet changed almost everything i kind of need to give a global pandemic a little bit of credit too for for our generation maybe how we have different outputs or different changes or pivots i know reading on this topic they said that um covid with reduced um there's regulations across the world depending on where you were uh gatherings were reduced and moderate I'll say moderately enforced I guess um but you really had to you couldn't have a big bang enormous like stadium (laughs) I don't know anyone having stadium weddings but like you couldn't have third cousins come or things like that it really had to be pared down and one article I read they're talking about when they're really paring down the list they're like what are we even doing like by going through and stripping down some of the traditional wedding during that period where uh, it was a lot more uncertain during the global pandemic, people actually started landing on elopements instead, right? And so I just find that interesting. Internet, global pandemic, those are the two enormous catalysts that I will keep coming back to over and over again, it seems. Yeah. No, that is that is super interesting. I hadn't like fully fully considered that but yeah that makes sense I actually think that most I have at least two friends that have eloped one of them is like a multi-generational eloper I don't know how to say that she's a listener of the podcast shout out Miss Lisa um (laughs) but her grandma eloped her mom eloped and then she eloped um all to Vegas and it, it is interesting. She, that was before the pandemic. I had a friend that eloped during the pandemic, and I guess we're like just kind of post pandemic. But that is interesting that kind of um, when you, it, it almost like how the pandemic, oh, like with jobs, kind of took away some of that thought of like tradition, tra- traditionality. Oh boy, that's not a word. Of like, oh, we go to an office nine to five every day and said, okay, but what actually does working mean? And what do I need to do to be successful as an employee? And, and a lot of companies kind of reevaluated that said, maybe not office space, maybe at home space, maybe one, one day in an office for some team building. Um, I think you're exactly right. That same thing was done with weddings where we said, okay, well, all, all different versions are good and valid, but maybe like find out what works for you and don't feel so beholden to the, the societal norms. 
Yeah, fully agree. And that that's why I have to like now include that with the internet as just a catalyst for so many derailing isn't the word, but like the the broadening of the spectrum of what is possible yeah. that like got brought into the reality with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Is quite fascinating. We might actually just have to land there for an episode later. Um, but how did we land? So, living in the Western United States, there's many gorgeous. If you want to do a destination elopement or things like that, there's many beautiful, gorgeous places to go. East Coast, so many different places. You open it up to the world, it, it gets countless at that point. How do we land on Australia, Jeej? So, when Chris and I first met, um, on our very first date, actually, I told him, hey, don't get too attached to me because I am moving to Australia in six weeks. <laughs> and I had a visa and I had a job lined up and I was I was ready to go. Um, and this was November, no, September 2020. September 2019. <laughs> September 2019. Um, and as I was leaving in, in November 2019. And as, um, as we kind of spent more time together, like Chris was really special. He was really special from the get-go. It was a relationship and a connection I had never experienced in my life. Um, and I really wanted to continue to explore that. So I pushed off my ticket up and told my job I wouldn't be there until March 2020. <laughs> I think my ticket was like March 20th, 2020 is when I had it. I rescheduled it for figuring that that would be enough time for me to like kind of figure out where this was going. Um, and as we all know, the world kind of shut down at that time and Australia in particular had some very strict protocols. Um, and so I never ended up going to Australia to live forever to run away (laughs) and so when we decided we were going to get married and we were trying to and we knew we wanted to do like an elopement and we started looking at places in Amalfi Coast like some of the more like kind of traditional small wedding places um and at that time Australia's borders were still closed They, they kept them closed for a little bit longer than many places in the world and um finally one day Chris was just like Australia reopened their borders and Chris was like what are we doing like let's get married in Australia he actually just he said like let's run away together there this time which was just very sweet and I'm feeling a little choked up just saying it again um but yeah that's how we decided on Australia I neither of us had ever been here um it has been a long dream of mine I have just always been fascinated by it I love love all the animals I love the be- I love beaches so this seemed very natural and I have only just fallen in love with the people when I've met them um, and it's absolutely lived up to this and that in every single way this is the most glorious best place I've ever traveled to and um, I could not be luckier to have a partner that's supported the dreams and kind of brought I think we're both crying now kind of brought this um this dream full circle for me and made it such a meaningful part of our joint story moving forward I love you (laughs) oh I love you Jeej 
So I learned one thing about our relationship in Australia. What? Where I've been first place for a long time. <laughs> and I had to overtake a really mean cat to get into first place in your world. It took seconds to get dislodged from first place by a living teddy bear koala. <laughs> it was, uh, we went to Corumban, uh, is how we say that? Corumban Wildlife Sanctuary. What a, what a beautiful place on the Gold Coast. I know I'm saying things like I've been here forever. I just like, and memorized it. I have no clue how to get back there at all. Um, but just this beautiful I guess it was it was zoo, but not a zoo. It was a sanctuary, and uh, Jillian scheduled a cheeky Arvo. And for all of those, much like me, who are too embarrassed to ask what in the world Arvo means, I believe that is a colloquialism for afternoon. And so we got to wine and dine and touch and hold koala. It was awesome. Jillian, do you want to share that before we go? It was the very best thing, and I did, without saying it, tell Chris that this was the best day of my entire life. <laughs> she did remind me we were getting married in two days. <laughs> um, yes, but it was, it, it was okay, now I'm going to cry over the koala again. <laughs> um, it was amazing. They're just such sweet, tender creatures, and like literally, literally like kind of toddler teddy bears dressed up. They would kind of reach up for the handlers, and they're, they're very well cared for and it was amazing we we literally wined and dined with the koala we had wine and like a little charcuterie board that was beautiful <laughs> and got to take pictures and have like little cuddles with koalas and chris like sat right next to it so I, it was perfect because i could like watch him and watch the koala right behind him <laughs> And they were just sweet. And it was very interesting to learn about, like, the conservation efforts um, of a lot of the wildlife that's going on there. there it's uh, The wildlife sanctuary is obviously very um, focused on conservation and everything. And um, koalas were put on the endangered list earlier this year. And the zookeeper had, um, or the handler had, a an interesting take on it. She was like, it's like both devastating but it's a really good thing because now we have the protections that we need to make like a difference in in keeping them safe um so could not recommend more going to hold a koala getting to pat we we patted kangaroos <laughs> it was it was a very cool place very um very cool and very focused on like education on things and they have a wildlife hospital too where they bring in the wild oh, like it wildlife that's been hurt and fix it up and send it back. <laughs> All right, Jeej, wrapping it up. International elopements, what do you think? Oh, absolutely do them. Abs- can I just like plug really fast kind of our wonderful experience here with with all of our vendors oh yeah absolutely they should get more credit than us so planning planning something all the way across the world is 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 crazy um and actually kind of like i laughed this might be like this is this is a joke kind of um but just like our first marriages like the second go around is a lot better and all of our vendors are actually the second ones we contacted for everything um and they were absolutely Angelic. Um, our photographer, her name is Nikita Pere Photography on Instagram. Um, she's linked on the post of us getting married. Um, 
she is a absolute gem of a human and is a wonderful photographer. She only does elopements as far as marriages. Not wonderful photographer. Talented, magical. What she can do with a camera is unreal. It's absolutely unreal. It's it's like glossy magazine editorial gorgeousness. Um, and she she only does elopements as far as marriages go, which is really wonderful. Um, and she said that like that's what keeps her cup full. Is, is she thought she was gonna love the big weddings, and she actually loves the elopements a lot. Um, and so she was absolutely incredible. I asked her so many dumb questions. <laughs> and Sorry for all the dumb questions both both of us asked, yes. Really? So many questions and trying to get here. And she was nothing but patient and kind and wonderful and just thoughtful. Um, our styling and decor was done by Ellie, who um, runs Sunshine Weddings AU. And... Um, it, it was very cool. A lot of the kind of uh, styling decor vendors on there had like DIY kind of some elopement stuff. One was even called, I think, Nusa Elopements, maybe. Um, it was, and so, and she did. It was amazing. Um, she executed. Like, I just kind of gave her a mood board and she killed it. <laughs> it was just, it was incredible. She brought that, like, dark celestial kind of magic vibe that I wanted to life and Beck sweet amazing Beck was our florist who like from right off the bat she's like oh you're gonna get married in Noosa here's some like flowers and then I was like no 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 like let's go moody and she absolutely like oh all the dark reds and burgundies and spray painted calla lilies gold for us it was just she she did amazing and um she had suggested that we used like pompous grass at some point my only association with pompous grass is like for those of you on Brittany dawn snark or fundy snark um it's, it's kind of that aesthetic that like beigey aesthetic that a lot of like fundamentalist um christians use in their instagrams and i was like i don't know it was beautiful she absolutely did amazing so truly but a lot of them like a, a lot of the um it seems a lot catered towards small weddings or elopements kind of there. So absolutely, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to elope internationally, not inter internationally. Talk to me if you ever want any tips. I've learned a lot through this. I don't know everything, but I can <laughs> I can help in some ways. Um, oh, we need we need to uh, shout out the the tailor. What'd you go seamstress? Oh. Man, we got so lucky this entire time. I had this absolutely beautiful gown. Um, Shipped from New Zealand. So it returned back to the same-ish area that it came from. Um, it, it was absolutely beautiful. It needed some really quick turnaround tailoring on it, though. Um, and Alice... I think it's Alice Tailoring... And alterations. alterations. Thank you, Alice Alterations in Sugar House, Utah. Um, Victoria there did absolutely amazing job and like turned it around really really fast and was just it, she she did an awesome job we've gotten so lucky with this elopements are not are not easy logistically in some ways in some ways they're a lot more difficult than like a big wedding i think we maybe made ours a little bit more <laughs> difficult than uh what other options could have been but yeah i get that 
that's true that's true but all for it and like what is better than like going on a trip to get married and then like this entire thing has just been a honeymoon and our whole life is kind of just a honeymoon and it's just it's it's great could not recommend it more um if you have a big wedding if that's your thing do it invite me i love weddings i'll be your hype girl i will get down on the dance floor like anything you need (laughs) i'm there (laughs) But if you decide to have a small wedding and elopement, do it. Just do what's best for you. As we always say, find your happiness and just go to it. Like, figure out what makes you happy. Figure out, do things for yourself and not for others all the time. Being selfless is great, important quality. But there are some things in life that it's okay to, it's okay to do what you want. You beat me to it. By by no means do Jillian and I ever want to impose our reality and our decisions on anyone. We just are here to, sh- to share things that we like to do, like to see, like to talk about. But whatever it is for you in your life, your partnership, find your happiness and then leave yourself a breadcrumb trail because sometimes we get lost and we need to come back to it. So last words, Jeej. I'll be leaving my breadcrumb trail right back to the koalas. <laughs> Jillian, my breadcrumb trail back here without me. I'm going to have a hard time getting her on a plane. <laughs> it will be hard, but Chris, I'm not leaving you. <laughs> You'll have to stay here with me. <laughs> All right, wonderful. We're so glad we could cut something for you all. Uh, we beyond grateful for all of those who listen to us thank you so much thank you for the kind words thank you for all that everyone has said and and done and then we'll get back uh next week with another topic that isn't about what we're doing on australia and get married so thanks again everyone bye